So, on today's episode, we have a little bit of that Kenyan influencer drama that we know and like, but this time it's involving a little bit of fatherhood. We have some guys thinking that they can change for other people. We have a bunch of internet trolls that apparently live very different lives in reality. And we have a little bit of that whole economics. But before we get to that, I want us to start things off by answering a very quick question, or at least helping me answer a very quick question. Now, I was asked this question and it reads, why do men find it so hard to plan a date? What's so difficult about planning one? What is all the confusion about? And if you're a guy and you've taken a bunch of babes out on dates before, you know the answer to this very, very easily. The answer is, we honestly just don't know. To be honest, that's the answer. That's the most general way to put this answer across. To answer all of these three-in-one questions that have been thrown here, you just need to conclude it by saying, we guys do not know. Because why do men find it so hard to plan a date? It's simple. Because we don't know where it is that you want to go. Not unless if you said, oh, you know, if you were to take me out on a date, I'd like to go to this place, meaning that you're, you know, not a random person I met, then we won't know where to take you. We might probably ask you if you're into seafood, if you like Chinese, if you like Ethiopian or some shit, then maybe, you know, it can give us a bit of a ballpark. But for the most part, we don't know where to take you. What's so difficult about planning one? We don't know if you want it casual or if you prefer it official. We do not know if you like the traditional type of date where you're taken for a meal and maybe a quick fun activity where you guys probably won't dirty yourselves up. Or maybe you prefer a movie, you know, which is also a little bit more old school. Or maybe you prefer something a little bit more new school, like, I don't know, taking somebody to the animal orphanage or if you're in the West, the zoo. We do not know if you prefer go-karting over going for, say, a concert. We do not know if you prefer bungee jumping over, I don't know, swimming. So we'll probably just try and do a ballpark estimate and we'll still end up with the same standard, let me take you for dinner type shit. And yes, that's where all the confusion is. That's where it is. We do not know where to take you. And you can come and say, oh, you know, why don't you go and tour and find out places and well, while you might be right, we probably should do that, our money is being used on other things. We have to handle the big bills in the future, so maybe some of us actually want to save it. And, you know, we like to have fun in a very low-maintenance way as guys. Not unless you're talking about stuff like road trips and shit. So, we don't get to tour that much. But we do not mind trying out new places where you can go and sleep so that, you know, we can take our dates there and we can smash. Which is why I don't prefer dates. I prefer the quick Netflix and chill. I know my place. The only thing I have to worry about is the meal and maybe the movie option. But besides that, you know very well what you're going to do. She's going to come to you, going to feed her and then you're going to fuck her properly. Just like that. But then again, I don't think most people are cultured like that. So I'm going to leave it at that. Then I can finally start this podcast by saying none other than... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who still wonders why oral sex does not give you a body count. He's a man who used to think that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. He's none other than your tall, dark, and mightily handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. If you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, then you can listen to me as I tell it to you like this. Because it's a very simple way of just knowing that you can contribute to the entire discussion that we have on Tweet Street. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. 
you send it to the DMs of at the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, where I get to pick it up and I get to handle it accordingly from Twitter. On Facebook, on IG, if it happens to be one of those screenshots, one of those screen grabs that you happen to have noticed and you figured, you know what, let's talk about it, then you can send it to at Breaktime on my site, on Facebook and on Twitter, and we will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, I want to get into the tweets without much haste, but before I get to that, we need to talk about Jackie Maribe and Eric Omondi. Now, for those of you all that don't know who or what those are, well, Jackie Maribe is a former media personality. She was on TV quite a bit. People were ogling over her a couple of years back. And Eric Omondi is a comedian who just so happened to have smashed Jackie Maribe. Now, apparently, they have a son together. Apparently, or at least allegedly. Because over the past few days, for the people that aren't part of Kenyan Twitter and the Kenyan online space, then you probably wouldn't know that these two have been having a bit of a back and forth. Now, uh, Eric Omondi was trying to promote some shit with some babe and they used a fake pregnancy and Jackie just so happened to get into that mix and fire a bit of bile, trying to show how much of a deadbeat Eric Omondi is. Now, this guy decided to fire back in the worst way possible by claiming that he has never been sure about whether that son is his because he's been asking for a DNA test for the past seven years because the child is seven years old and he hasn't gotten one. And if this is what cloud chasing is, this guy's taking it to the absolute max because I feel like at this point, this guy is going all no holds barred and shit. Like, how is it that y'all are bringing this shit up to the public? Can't you discuss this shit in private? Like. I actually have to side with the public on the whole bit of why are you dragging your son into whatever clout chasing drama that both of you have. And honestly, I'm not a fan of siding with the public. And I hate admitting that, but at this point, I have to side with the public because I feel like this is utter BS. Like, y'all can have your fights and your angles, but you don't have to bring them to the public limelight. But I can get that this guy was probably trying to, you know, show his dominance and shit, but to what end though but that aside that aside like that's like that's the baseline of my rant for today now a certain other personality in this country known as a just so happened to have chimed in about a day later and she decided to give one of the most toxic lines i have ever heard a grown woman saying she came out and she was actually defending jackie maribe and she was like you know what you should take responsibility for that kid nonetheless young man because it's the women that usually choose the baby daddies and sometimes you just have to take responsibility now don't get me wrong but i have mentioned this statement before actually in my earlier days of podcasting back in 2019 i used this statement before because a babe told me this and it was during an episode when i was busy talking about how babes nowadays can very easily make you seem like you're the father or sort of force a baby on you as guys and i spoke about it and some people felt a bit left field about it and people were coming out to object and they were like no you know sometimes it's beyond the girl's control blah 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 and I've had this discussion multiple times, but this is a fully grown woman who's not even in her 20s or her 30s. And she's coming out to say this exact same shit. Now, the difference is, with this woman, she is using it as a point of trying to defend Jackie and whatever decision she might have made in terms of not doing the DNA test to still justify Eric being a father to this kid. 
And I feel like that's absolute bullshit. I feel like if you want to make that justification, use anything else but this. When I was being told this, I was being told this as a point of caution because I was talking to a friend of mine and I'll even repeat the story. I was talking to a friend of mine. It was a babe friend of mine and we're busy talking about babes. And at some point she straight up told me, Denver, women choose their baby daddies. All right. Women choose their baby daddies. And because you can be such a great guy, some of these babes might actually look at you and think of the idea of actually having a kid with you or having a kid from you and be like, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea. So make sure you are safe with all of this shit. All right. This was a babe that was telling me this and she was saying it from a point of caution. And I will use the same exact caution on my fellow men. Please make sure you go and get that DNA test because niggas, shorties choose their baby daddies. Like there's shorties who've gone and fucked bum niggas and gotten a well-to-do guy to take care of that baby. But guess what? We need to smarten up right about now. I'm not saying that you shouldn't trust each and every one of the women that you're with. No, all I'm saying is be a little bit more cautious because some of these babes might actually want to have a baby by you and you might not be ready for it, but she might want it. And the fact that you have zero consent after you've nutted means that she can get to do whatever the fuck she wants. So in passing, you should probably be a little bit more careful. But even though caution goes out of the window, make sure you are sure that that's your kid because and get this right as a man it is not your responsibility to take care of her fuck-ups if she had her fuck-ups it's her fuck-ups it's hers and whoever the hell it is that she did it with it is not your responsibility to go and take care of her fuck-ups all right and i know it sounds disrespectful to children but you have to call it for what it is if she made a mistake with a guy that decided not to stick around with her, then it is not my problem to go and take care of that kid. It is hers and whoever the hell it is that chose to be a deadbeat. It's not my problem. But anyways, I will anger people on this a little bit later because we do not have that much time. So we should probably move it on. So on to the first tweet. Hey, young boys and men, hoeing is very expensive invest and stick to one woman actually i'm gonna come out and disagree with this advice not because hoeing is cheaper don't get me wrong i think hoeing can be expensive but because this is very variable advice like it varies from person to person and you know based on experiences your living status and so on this could be true or false because when you think about it relationships are an investment and sometimes those relationships don't mature into anything. They're just casual relationships. So if I'm in my early 20s and I decide to quote unquote invest in a girl who's, I don't know, maybe 21 when I'm 23, we go along the whole dating path for like two, three years. And then she drops me and goes, gets with someone else. I'm left back on the single street. So I go back to the dating world, at least after a bit of time, I pick up another babe we start dating, we date for a couple of months, maybe a year or two, and then, you know, things go sour, then I end up going through that same cycle again and again and again before I get somebody that I can finally settle down with. And you honestly think that after doing all of this, I'll have actually ended up saving more money than when I'd have gone hoeing around. Like, does that make that much sense to you? Because let me try and explain hoeing around in its most economical sense. You hit up a babe, 
you ask her if she can come through you know say she's dtf she comes through to your place uh you'll have whipped up a quick meal and that's something that will probably not take up that much of an extra cost say maybe an extra 500 provided you're not ordering in you just cook in the house then you fuck her you feed her she takes a shower with water that you're probably going to pay for so it's not really that much of an added cost you know you could say heater and electricity also not that much of an added cost and she bounces and at the end of the day provided you're staying at your own place and these babes are coming to bang you time and time again you can do this with like three four babes a week uh, you, you don't necessarily have to be interchanging them. They can be the constant three, four babes a week. You can do that for a month and your entire spending budget on all of these babes does not come to a grand total of anywhere above what? Maybe about 10 grand. But think about the person that will go out on dates. You know, some of them might actually end up blowing that 10 grand on one date with this woman. They might decide to go and splurge because it's February and they're dating and shit. And the relationship is all blissful and he wants to treat his babe out because you know she a queen and shit and he ends up blowing an entire ten thou there's guys that will take their babes to the club with them or they'll go out with their babes for one reason or another and this babe because she knows she's with her man she's pretty much gonna be doing everything on the house this guy's gonna pay for all the drinks he's gonna pay for the drinks he's gonna pay for the food if she's gonna need to take a car back home he'll pay for it all of that shit he's going to handle and you're telling me that the guy that's hoeing around is not going to be saving money. Like, try and make that make sense. Although, at the same time, there's people that will date and will not be spending that much money. You know, they're a lot more chilled. Probably they prefer just chilling in the house. They won't spend lavishly. And probably for them, their most lavish spend is probably gassing up the car to go for a road trip or some shit. And it makes a lot of sense. Yes, some of those people might not end up spending that much in relationships but at the end of the day whichever way you look at it you have to accept that it's actually very dependent on the situation that you're in there's people that will be hoeing and they'll be blowing stacks of money there's people that will be in relationships and be blowing stacks of money so it's a question of are you in the best financial situation for what it is that you're doing because if you're hoeing on an expensive level and you don't have money you're screwing yourself if you're getting into a relationship thinking that it's gonna be a no-cost benefit then you're screwing yourself because at the end of the day both have their own levels of investments it's just that with relationships you know very well if it's going for the long haul then it's going to be an actual investment all these other things they don't classify as investments they're literally just costs so that said whether you hold or you date it's entirely up to you but either way as long as your financial practices are good you shouldn't have too much of a problem when it comes to being in your current situation as is. That said, let us move it on to the next tweet. Men, if she likes you, she will never play hard to get. She will facilitate easier access to her privacy and freedoms. If she is quote-unquote playing hard to get, she doesn't want you. You are her option in case her current one fails. Don't be an orbiter. So this came from the last week's batch of Masculinity Saturday's tweets that I had and I figured in as much as I didn't really discuss it last week, it is something that I should probably even discuss now, especially since I just came off from talking about dating and hoeing. Because I think this is a fundamental rule that most guys need to learn. This whole thing of playing hard to get, I don't know, like I've never really believed in it. 
for the past probably what eight maybe nine years i've been thinking of it as absolute bullshit because even in my teen days like i'd go and i'd try to hit on a bunch of babes and you know some of them would blow me off and some of them would just have me hanging around but they never really let me get the goods but when i see the guy that's getting the goods it's not like he was particularly that you know good looking or well off not that i was you know comparing or anything but the one thing that i noticed with guys whether we were teenagers whether we were in campus and doing uni and everything or even when we're done and we're out here in the world if there's one thing that i've noticed from the guys that usually get to hit it they are some of the most chilled and most unbothered people i've seen like when a nigga knows he's going to hit that ass and you guys are at a party he can be the most disrespectful to whatever he can just literally sit around while this babe is trying to shake her booty for him he can literally grab her by the hair and pull her aside and say let's go grab a drink or he can literally just sit and do nothing but guess what the fact that this guy knows that he's gonna hit it makes him so relaxed he's not even bothering with the guys that are busy trying to shoot their shot Niggas that are busy trying to catch a wine are busy going out of their way, they're willing to do A, B, C, D, and go all the way to Z and shit. But this guy's just gonna look, hell, he might even act a bit disrespectful. But when it's time to leave the club and shorty knows what's up, this guy'll just get up to go and she'll be like, alright guys, I'll see you tomorrow or I'll see you some other time. And then she bounces. Then all of a sudden you realize that there was a nigga that was gonna hit it the entire time and you were just playing hard to get. Like... At that point, I stopped thinking about trying to get a babe who's playing it hard. If if you're playing it hard to get like you're a diamond in the rough and I'd be very honored to have you, well, honestly speaking, I don't need to go through the rough. There's babes that aren't in the rough and they're still diamonds and they'd be more than willing to let me get a chance. So I don't need to bother with you. All I have to do is walk away and move on to the next babe. That's just how I look at it. Although I could be wrong about it and you know some of you have an approach that works if you're the one that's hitting on a babe or you know maybe some of the babes have a certain approach that would work better if you're the one that's hitting on her and you know I'd, I'd be totally open to some of those approaches so you can hit me up in the DMs and I'd be more than happy to chop it up with each and every one of you but that said we should probably move it on so on to our next tweet. A man will tell you he wants to change for you, then doesn't even show hope of change. Hello ladies. Do you feel targeted when you say such things? When you look at the man and you're like, you know what, he can change. When you look at him and you're like, you know what, he can be better. Fellas, have you tried making a whole a housewife? Have you actually tried that? Have you hoped that, you know what, she's gonna be my shorty because she looks like she's such a sweet and amazing babe and she's beautiful and you actually forget that she's hoeing around? Like, people need to start accepting that people who are in the streets, not unless if they themselves choose to get themselves out the streets, they will continue being in those streets. Whether you put a suit on them and you put them in an office, whether you take them and you put a ring, whether you, you decide to go and rework the entire house, and make it more habitable for human beings if they are from the streets and they do not want to leave the streets then they will remain in those streets and it's something that i see people doing so much people believing that they can change somebody no you cannot turn a hoe into a housewife 
No, you cannot turn a cheater into a faithful man. If they do not choose to do that on their own, then you cannot do shit for them. So you might as well either wait for them to turn into that or move the hell on, kind of like the way I'm just about to do. But you being deluded into thinking that you can actually change them? Don't play yourself like that. Don't play yourself. Anyways, I think we have a little bit more time, so I think I can squeeze one more tweet there. So on to the last tweet. If you're so happy with your low maintenance babe that you have at home, why come online to antagonize the rest of us? Well, I believe this is a question that was directed to the men. And honestly, because I am not one to do this, I honestly do not know how to answer it. Although actually, no, no, I think I do kind of do this. I have had a situation where I was like in this really, really good kind of thing with somebody and I was still antagonizing people online to a certain degree. Like I didn't let my demeanor on social media change simply because I had somebody with me at the time. Because if you're saying that that's supposed to be the case, it's like saying that the whole antagonizing each other thing is something that's only for single people and more so single guys, which I think is absolute bullshit. Because when you think about it, the whole real bad bitch give a fuck about no nigga came from babes that are in relationships. These same babes are the same exact ones saying that they will not pay a single bill, yet in reality they are the ones that are splurging hundreds and thousands of dollars on their partners. When you listen to some of these babes saying they don't cook, they don't clean, but they want to show you how they got that ring, and yet when you actually look at them in real life, you find that they actually cook and they actually clean. Don't get me wrong, people like to lie on the internet because at the end of the day, the internet isn't exactly a real place. And to quote Dave Chappelle, Twitter isn't a real place. So for some people, because they thrive off of such, they will continue doing it. For others, probably because they haven't gotten into something good, they will continue to thrive up until they get into something good with somebody, then they'll probably lay off it. But at the end of the day, the ones that do not change, whether they're in a relationship or situation, something good or something bad, are definitely going to be the ones that everyone is going to continue listening to because at the end of the day, consistency. But then again, I could be wrong about everything. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at BagakTheD, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. On Facebook and on Instagram, it is at Breaktime on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. If you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts in comments below. And if you are listening through some app that allows for ratings and reviews, drop a nice positive one. I will appreciate that immensely. And I will catch you guys on the next break. shit it's episode 69 damn it this would have been a very good time for me to act like a babe and like you know flip the script a little bit or some shit but then again i guess since i did do the whole flip the script thing in battle of the sexes maybe it was time for me to actually correct it in this episode oh well episode's already done they're just gonna have to listen to it like that <laughs>